Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Off at 7 o'clock against the Atlanta Hawks. Warriors live at 6 o'clock. They got three games in the next four days. Man. And then, of course, on the fifth day, on Sabbath, that's when the 49ers kick off against the Cowboys, Goo. But before we dig back the into Cowboys. that. The Cowboys. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was like, what happened? I wish. Freudian <laughs> slip. My bad, buddy. The Detroit yeah. Lions. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, good. Ain't the 90s anymore. <laughs> it ain't the 90s. John, John, boy, yeah. I think it's still ugly. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, John. Give you a three. Uh, Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daily Goober Johnson, as always, signing out for the rest of the week. He's got hip surgery. <laughs> what do you think Stein would think about all these uh, this coach movement? He talked about the NFL, Saban being... Uh, yeah. Saban leaving Alabama, but Adrian Griffin at 30 and 13, goo. No longer the Milwaukee Bucks head coach, and it's your boy, Mock Rivers. Yeah. Well, I'm back. I'll tell you what, Evan. I mean, if you watch that Warrior game, and I was in North Carolina and I watched it, and you just watch the mannerisms for the players, um, I think effort is the biggest what do I want to say? The biggest compliment uh, a coach can get from his players, and Milwaukee's playing no defense. Now, I know Dame on the defensive end is not Holiday. They miss him, but I don't think they like Griffin. And all of a sudden, Giannis has become uh, Kanye West. He's on the mic all the time saying this <laughs> and that and this. And I know you're the man, but this is not it's come out of character a little bit. That let me know uh, that they weren't feeling Griffin, who's a de- he was a defensive player wasn't that great on offense they just weren't feeling him and now I'm reading articles that Dame didn't like how his offense was featuring him and he had to go and now here comes Doc Rivers like Doc this guy this has to be your best chance to get your second ring to prove that first one wasn't a fluke I don't believe it was because you got to the finals again and should have beat the Lakers in seven up where Spadoni at but uh, (laughs) when Kobe was off but Ron Artest picked him up but dude 30 and 13 and EDD form. Like, that's the new world we live in. By the way, Debo Samuel, according to to, uh, Kyle Shanahan, is not practicing today. Still status TBD for Sunday against the Lions in the NFC Championship game. Of course, injured his shoulder on Saturday against the Packers. But I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, Okay, I understand firing a head coach that doesn't get along with your best player. Sounds like it didn't get along with your second best player. Also something that flew under the radar. What does that mean, Evan? Real quick, get along. Well, you just don't believe in him. Like you don't think he's he's the guy. He's Over not thirty and thirteen. But I mean, you you've I, I, seen him play defense. Uh, I no, mean, or not play, or not yeah. the lack of defense. But I think also something like from the Dame side of things. 
Uh, earlier in the year, I believe Terry Stotts left the team. Resigned. Resigned. Yes. After a, an argument with Griffin. And Terry Stotts is Dame's guy. So, just from his time in Portland. Wow. So, I think this is something that had been brewing for a while and eventually came. But my question is, like, why Doc Rivers, man? I mean, this guy has got, what, three? Some of the biggest choke jobs ever. Three, three, one blown leads. And the Philly thing was a debacle. Letting Atlanta beat you. The Hawks. Four, four playoff series in which he was up three to two. And I think two more playoff series in which he lost, he was up two to nothing. The most from any NBA head coach. Yeah. So if your concern is playoff shortcomings, which it has been for Giannis, especially after last year, I just don't know why Doc Rivers is your guy. Well, yeah, we'll see. And uh, it's interesting. It sure is. 888-957-9570. Let's get out to Gus and Tracy. He wants Gus. to talk about your boy Nick Bosa. Where's he at, Gus? Where's he been? Where's Nick Bosa? Hey, guys. How you doing? All Good right. afternoon. Help so, us solve the mystery. Yeah, what, what cannot happen uh, Sunday is uh, Nick Bosa getting blocked by uh, wide receivers the way he did uh <sighs> Um, Saturday. I mean, that that just cannot happen. That's why, uh, uh, what's his name, got 108 yards. Because look at all those outside runs that uh, that they were going through because the uh, uh, Bosa was getting blocked uh, inside by the uh, by the wide receiver. You know, and that just can't happen, man. We we need we definitely need at least two sacks um, Sunday. Definitely need at least two sacks. So what, what do you guys think? And also, too, one more thing. Mm-hmm. I like to send my condolences, my condolences to the whole Warrior family. That was just a, a, a tragedy what happened, and um, my heart, my heart feels for the whole for the whole entire organization. I'll, I'll take the comments off the air. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks, man. guys. Appreciate it. Well, I can tell you what they need more than zero, which is the number they had on Saturday. Okay, and Sacks. we haven't, no doubt, we haven't even talked about this component of the game. Did you find it odd? And again, I know it won't be weather this Sunday, allegedly, but did you find it odd that the team that was slipping and had looked like a footlocker on the sideline, um, a shoe store with with cleats, was the home team? That was rather odd to me. So I don't know if maybe that the the. Because the Packers didn't seem to have any problems, but it seemed like the Niners did. And I believe it was Dontavian Wicks uh, who had Bosa right by the like like a bouncer at a club. Like you got to go, and I, that's where I was like, oh boy, number thirteen. I, I just I ran it back like. Bosa, that can't happen, bud. I, I get you had the pressures, but you you should Hulk smash that receiver trying to block you one-on-one. But he was doing it. It's no excuse. I mean, I think Bosa had five quarterback hits. Like Again, the 49ers did get to the quarterback, but they weren't able to get him to the ground. And I wonder, look, Jordan Love is more mobile than Jared Goff. Uh-huh. And that, to me, is going to be a key component in this game on Sunday is can they pressure Jared Goff? Can they get him off his spot? He's probably better in the pocket than Love oh, no is, doubt. but Love is much better at creating time. I mean, he he's able to throw off his back foot. You saw him backpedaling a lot, both in the wild card game and, of course, against the 49ers. So, like, in a weird way, I know that the offensive line is better for the Lions than, I think, for the Packers, but I expect the 49ers to get more pressure on Goff just because... He doesn't really have anywhere to go. Yeah, and that's how they win this game, Evan. Debo, no Debo. I just feel like a a dry track. 
This was a one-off for the Niner offense. Brock Purdy will not play this bad with the stakes this big. But for me, for them to beat the Lions the defensively in the secondary's part of it, I'm worried about the backers, but the front, the D-line's got to show up. And that will be on display early in the first quarter. So when I send you a text or go to X and send out a tweet, it's going to be something we're going to be, be able to see from the outset. Meanwhile, this is a, a Lions defensive line that has gotten to the quarterback quite Man, a few times, fire. especially in yeah. the postseason. I mean, the Niners' O-line is, I think, played pretty well throughout the year. But again, it, it, it comes down to me whether they can run the football as efficiently as, as they did against the Packers and if they continue to lean on it. So, like, I, I think the Niners just have more ways to kind of attack Detroit um, Brock, excuse me, yeah. Baker Mayfield almost had 400 yards in the air. I know it's a different game on this Lions secondary. Yeah, it, look, but I also think that Baker, Baker's more of a slinger, though. I mean, Brock's yeah. not afraid to, th- to throw it by any means. But to me, where, where the Niners operate optimally is when they're yeah. efficient both running and passing the ball. Again, like if Brock Purdy's throwing the ball more than 30 times on Sunday... It's probably because it's going to be a close game. Damn, E. Just think about what you said, and I'll say this after the uh, after the uh, Raven game. Um, a couple of their uh, DBs were saying, and it's, it's fact, we've talked about it, uh, Brock likes to throw to a spot. And we saw in Cleveland he was trying to do that, Minnesota, and we saw Jennings get bumped off his route. Evan, that is dangerous to me because so much can happen and so much trust is involved that if you're throwing to a spot and I'm jamming you and I know that's what you guys are doing and I throw off the timing, all hell can break loose. So I'm wondering you know, what Detroit's going to do in the lab, knowing that's what the Niners are going to try to do, because I can't shake the fact that D, uh, a D lineman from Green Bay said, we can make Brock Purdy turn it over and throw it to us. And if we're being honest, at the end of the day, he was right. They didn't hold on to the balls, but there were some that could have just changed the fortune of that one. So I'm wondering, like, you got to get it tight, Brock and receivers. If you're if you're using the trust thing, I'm gonna just throw it and and hope Evan gets there. But if I can Lester Hayes you and get you off there, and I mean it can go to somebody else, which it could have a few times uh, last Saturday night. But let me ask you this. Do you expect Brock Purdy to play better than he did against no the No doubt about it. No doubt about it, man. I, I think that's going to be the difference in this game. Right. Like, I, I just think Brock Purdy is not going to throw right. three consecutive duds in big games. We're talking about big games. I know he's really good against Washington right before he sat against the Rams at the end of the regular season. But um, um, he, I answered emphatically, yes, I expect the good Brock Purdy to show. But he, he is going to miss Debo Samuel. You know, I, I think that is a potential big loss for the Niners. He's 50-50 right now, did not practice. So today, how good can you Shanahan. play, even if you play, if you're 50-50? E? Now, if you get a shot and you don't feel nothing, then you're out there balling. But, you know, it wears off. But I'm worried about, okay, the impact Debo will have if it is one of those game-time decisions. Because we've seen him out there before where he's kind of hammered with an ankle, and then he's kind of a decoy, but he, he ain't the real Debo, you know? That would help Detroit, too. I think, well, but I also just think his presence is huge for the Niners, both from a leadership as well as, a, as an X's nose standpoint. I mean, he's one of the guys that comes out of the tunnel with Trent Williams. You referenced the boombox yeah. earlier. Debo's one of the guys that was dressed in all black yeah. in Philly. Like, Debo is... 
in a, in a big part of the heart and soul of the 49ers. So, and he's got a rivalry with C.J. Garner-Johnson that we want to see play out. I don't Trash. want anybody hurt. Trash. But, but inject that in my <laughs> veins. He called him a running back. He <laughs> got the bag, but you, oh, man, I know Debo's got to want to get out there, man. Well, Debo also tends to play well in big games. Like he's a big game player. No doubt. I don't think it's a coincidence that some of his best games were against Philly and Dallas in the playoffs a couple years ago on the Dallas road. The Rams, in the playoffs. Exactly. Green Bay. You know, even the first half in the Super Bowl, going back to 2019, <laughs> in his rookie season. Like Debo Samuel is a big game player, and. If Brock Purdy's got his full, con- even if he doesn't, I-, I think that this is an NFC championship that the 49ers cannot overthink just like I thought they overthought the Green Bay Packers. Like to me, the 49ers are the better team. The Detroit Lions should be playing against the 49ers brand of football, not vice versa. I thought that because of whether it's the conditions, Samuel's early injury, um, the ability for the Packers to run the football more efficiently than I thought. You know, the, the, the 49ers were on their heels in the divisional round. They needed to have Detroit on their heels early in the NFC Championship. Oh, well said. Tell me what you'll give me for this. Because after that three-game losing streak, my appreciation and what Debo meant uh, pre stamp to this offense, it, it was a 180. Uh, shame on me. I was one saying, you know, I'd, I'd rather hang on to Ayuk than Debo if it came to it, Evan. But there have been some narratives around Brock Purdy in this sense. Oh, he need, Acho. We had Acho join us and we talked about it. Oh, Oh, he needs his full complement of, of pieces around him. He's a product of the system. But could you imagine if Debo didn't play in this game and the Niners were somehow not to look like themselves on offense, how much that would feed, that game would feed if it resulted in a loss, that narrative, or the opportunity for Brock to say, Kyrie Irving, double birds to you all, Debo didn't play, and we still got it done. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it's it's fifty fifty on that. Like some people, goo, nobody cares about that stuff, and I get it, but it's a reality of what would be leading these TV shows. Well, no matter what, it's going to feed the beast. Yeah, I mean, there, whether there Purdy go. plays great, it's going to we're going to come in on Monday and be like, this guy's back. He's actually the MVP candidate we thought he was. He should have been an All Pro over Dak Prescott. <laughs> All the likes, we're going to be doing that. And if they fail, if they lose, then it's going to be well. You know, is he is he this? Is he? It's like to me though. The one thing that I I cling to and I wholeheartedly believe is like nothing's going to change in terms of the approach from the 49ers and their quarterbacks if the 49ers lose, whether it's in the NFC Championship wow, or the man. Super Bowl. You could not say that after 2019. There needed to be a change, or there needed to be a, an initiation of change at that position because you were not dynamic enough. And this is where, and I know I teased it before the beginning of last break, but what does it mean to elevate your teammates? To me, I think it has to do with a, a mental fortitude, obviously a physical ability, and... What Brock Purdy has to me, certainly more so than Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think what even gives him the edge over someone like Jared Goff is a level of IDGAF Mm. in those type of big moments that it's okay to mess up. He is someone that can, and we've seen him get rattled at times, but he's not someone that 
that like that doesn't seem to me over the totality of his career to affect him as much as it has someone like Jared Goff. Jared Goff has been an elite pocket passer the last two seasons in Detroit. He's a big reason why they almost made the playoffs last year, and they're in their first NFC title game, I think, since the 90s this season. Mm -hmm. They have a chance to go to their first Super Bowl ever. But, to me, the separation between those two guys is that the pressure is on Brock Purdy. I think he can handle the pressure. If the roles were reversed and the Niners were seven-point dogs going into Ford Field, I'm not sure if Jared Goff could handle the pressure the way I feel that Brock Purdy can. Well, that man, tell us how you really feel. I hear you, and I'll, I'll back you up in this sense. Not that you need it. Um, Evan, Dallas Cowboys last year, that was a difficult defense. That was a damn good defense, full and healthy. Mm-hmm. He didn't blink. He won that game. I know it's 19-12. Beat Seattle. They were kind of, you know, getting in their in their groove. So he this ain't his first road. It's not his first rodeo, Brock Purdy in the playoffs. So I expect a bounce back uh effort from the offense, but I wish I could feel that confident about the defense, and maybe I will at it's 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time uh, Sunday night. But right now, they got some questions. And I don't know if you know when Wilkes is available. I know Larry was saying maybe they speak today or tomorrow. But when, do you, when, when can they pepper the defensive coordinator about what's going on or what's not going on with his unit? Wilkes talks know? tomorrow uh, around noon. Oh, okay. Thanks, Randy. So, What do you want to ask him? Where's the pressure? Not where's the beef. Uh, well, you could. Where's the pressure? See, and, and maybe this is where we differ. I I, I want to ask Nick Bosa that question. Damn, and maybe man. someone already has. I, I, I know <laughs> no, I, I saw I him at the podium at today. You. I, you know what? Can I change that? I want to hear from both. But damn. Steve Wilkes didn't get $150 million this offseason. You uh, hit me with he that. He didn't get $85 million like Javon Hargrave did. Again, they got pressure, but there was no sack. So if, you're, if your question is where are the sacks, I would be more inclined to ask the guys that weren't able to do it that question than the D.C. I mean, it's not their prerogative to blitz. They do it. I think they're one of the fifth fewest or bottom five teams in terms of blitzing in the league. They expect their front four to get pressure. And they didn't do it against the Green Bay Packers. They got no sacks. I think the Packers might have committed one penalty offensively. Yeah. Like, so they weren't putting pressure. Now, they made Jordan Love and his life more difficult when they had to. And to their credit, they did make plays. Like, they stopped them twice in the red zone in the first half. They kept the offense in that football game. True. But What about the run game? Could I, could I, then who would I go to? Would I, can I go to Bosa or Will? Like, it's both. It's like, okay, I get, you, I get what you're saying, Evan, because they did start getting dialing up a little pressure. But, man... For the, a team to come out in our building and and go on a drive for seven minutes running the ball right at us, so it was a com- it was a combination of both, and it felt like the Niners had no answers. Well, D- Daryl Pollard brought it up earlier, a two-time Super Bowl champ. He was looking at Chase Young, which well, I thought was interesting. He did say that. And when Chase Young came into the fold at the trade deadline, they were immediately better at getting the quarterback. I thought Chase Young was was a little bit better against the run, but but to his point, you know maybe there's a reason why Montez Sweat got a second round oh, pick man. and also got no a, a contract, and Chase Young was a third maybe round. Rivera and they knew something or well, saw something. It is, is slightly better, slightly man. worse, however you want to cut it up. I mean, I think to me they brought him in to help take pressure off of Nick, uh, Nick Bosa. Yeah. So. You know, the, the fact that the Niners, and, and again, they haven't been necessarily great against the run all year. I just think their total yardage has been a result of them Damn. playing from ahead most of the time, so Damn. you have to pass. 
Uh, but look, if they don't get to Jared Goff, I will be very surprised. All right. If they don't have a sack against Jared Goff in this game, I will be very surprised. And I'll tell you now, Evan, just nobody asked. If that does happen, if that were the case, then we're talking about a close game that's decided late in the fourth quarter again. Probably, yeah. I mean, well, and, and the offensive line for the Lions has got another missing Jonah Jackson out yeah, with somebody, a meniscus yeah, tear. Okay. So they're missing one of their starting guards. Um, you know, the 49ers secondary is certainly vulnerable outside of Charverius Ward. Yeah, Ambry Thomas didn't look great. I thought Yamador Lenore played really well in that game on Saturday or better than people maybe highlighted just because of of Ambry Thomas. I had him as the all-pro, but no, that was Ward. That was Mooney Ward that was the all-pro. Yeah, second yeah, team. wow, man. You know, and, and obviously Drake Greenlaw made the two biggest plays defensively of the game, being, being able to turn over that football. I, I, I Look, I understand that Steve Wilkes is kind of the odd man out because you got two prior guys at his position that's that were able to that's what I'm talking about do a do a really really good job with that defense but I don't know what do you give me for this All right. I think the defense also looked better under D'Amico and Sala they're great play callers and you saw Ryan's also dial up a lot of versatile blizzards against Baltimore yeah. this week and they kept Lamar in check in the first half but I also think because the offense wasn't as prolific as the one we're currently seeing, that the defense, just by process of elimination, looked like it was going to be the unit to lead you. Like, there's still the number three scoring defense in football. You know, there's still a damn good defense, but because of how good the offense has been and looks, if they lose, sometimes you're more inclined to say, well, that was on the defensive side of the ball. Well, interesting. We'll see, and we're about to find out. I just... So... If I ask you one, on a scale of one through a ten, Evan, your confidence that the defense will show up this this Sunday. And when I say show up, be be what you're talking about, dressed in black and be demonstrative and and and, and wreck havoc. Where are you at? What what number? Because right now I'm at a seven. That that's going to happen. I'd say that's fair. Look, I also don't think the defense played as bad as we're making them out to be against Green Bay. I think. They were inconsistent, just like the offense was. But it wasn't just on the defense. I mean, Green Bay did run the ball, but they got a huge chunk of Aaron Jones' 100-plus yards on a 53-yard run on a broken play, on, a, on an explosive play. Uh, the, the defense came up with a couple of key red zone stops. They got two turnovers. So I don't want to make this just about what the defense hasn't done because they also played really well when they needed to. Facts, and it's probably why they were still in the game, but I'll just put that theory to test. Evan, that 50-yard run came when it was it, it was nitty-gritty time, and the defense had to know, regardless, you are correct. All game long, they've held Green Bay, you know, and they're probably telling the offense without telling them, we saved your ass. But to watch Jones get to the outside and run for 50 yards, where I thought they were going to put the game away, E, I'm with you. They held him and they missed a field goal. But normally that 50-yard run, that broke me in the sense that I thought that would be a three and out. I thought the defense would know, okay, we can't play around here. Obviously the offense doesn't have it. But, Evan, that against a better team, that 50-yard run could have been game.
If your eyes are more on the defensive side of the football, we got one last segment for you coming up on the other side, a short segment before the crossover here on 95.7 The Game. I see Austin in San Jose, Will in Pleasanton. Please hang on through the break. We'll get to you on the other side. 888-957-9570 is the number. A reminder, we're live and local all day Sunday for NFL Championship Weekend. Mark Granning and Sterling Bennett get you rolling at 9 a.m., taking you up until the kickoff show with Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal at 1 o'clock before the 3.30 kick between the Niners and the Lions. Join us at the Hilton Santa Clara for delicious food, great drinks, and the best pregame show in the Bay Area presented by Habis Law. If you've been wrong, Habis Law will fight to make it right. Call 1-800-INJURE or visit HabisLaw.com. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Derek. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Guru Johnson, one final segment after this on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, 10 minutes away from the crossover. Dan Dibley with FP Santangelo for Wilder and Dibs today. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their NFC Championship game against the Lions. It is pretty amazing. Four times in the last five years they've been in this spot. Damn, man. Do you expect it? Like, <laughs> I mean, I think this season everyone... Probably thought they were going to be I was here, one of them. but it's pretty amazing to just sit back and think like they have for the last five years pretty much been down to the final four every single year. Yeah, and this is where Steiny get better would would be proud of me because okay, look, we won't we know what time it is. Uh, there's a certain team in Texas that has not made the NFC Championship game since 1995. Okay, the Niners haven't won since 94. But let me tell you something, Evan. They played in two Super Bowls, and they played in a bunch of NFC Championship games recently. Mm-hmm. So they played big games, okay? So I I don't just dismiss that. So, you know, I know Kyle's not going to get fired, but I just think if we if if these playoffs culminate without a 49ers victory – I think it's fair to give Kyle Shanahan his credit, which I've done, for for getting there. But it's fair to start asking the questions, Evan. If not now, when? 
And if Brock Purdy ends up being Jimmy Garoppolo to where we thought he was was Elvis Presley and then he ended up being, you know, just a regular R&B singer, you, you might have a problem because then you got to go find something else because you thought you had the next quarterback for franchise quarterback for the next 10 years. So it's a big deal. I I don't know if I ask you right now where you think or what you think of Brock Purdy, but it might even be unfair, but I think he's on his journey to let us know that I'm going to be here for a long, long time. Yeah, it's hard to project even five years into the NFL. You never know what can happen. I mean, it looked like the 49ers might have made the Super Bowl last year, and then Brock Purdy hurt his elbow. But this weekend, they just got to get one win against the Lions, and they're headed to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. Let's get out to the phone lines, clean them up before we get to the crossover. Austin's in San Jose, been hanging on patiently, wants to push back about the Lions. What's up, Austin? How you doing, man? What's up, my guy? What's up, Evan Guru? What's up, up, baby? Uh, Hey, we giving them, before you go, we've been giving the Lions their propers, but go ahead. I know. Uh, No, no, it's all good. I'm just saying, my guy Evan, I I love my guy Evan, but listen, Evan, uh, man, they should let you do the pregame speech for the Niners, man. You're the eternal optimist. uh, But let me say something about Dan Campbell, man. I I don't think Dan Campbell's bringing his guys in in here worried about uh, whether the the, – whether uh, listening to guys' boombox going, whether it's dark haters or dark clothes, I don't think Dan Campbell's guys are coming in here worried about that. Number mm. one, and I think the idea that the Niners are going to dictate uh, to the to the Detroit at this point. Uh, hey, sorry, Austin. I I apologize. You're 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 kind of clicking oh, in I and out. It's really really hard to hear you, Austin. Please call back. We'll try and get you on quickly. Yeah. Uh, Will's in Pleasanton. What's Will? up, Will? You're on ninety-five-seven. The game. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, Evan, I don't know if you meant to do it, but I think you nailed it on the head when you said the Niners probably brought in Chase Young to help out Bosa. If that's the case, we got to throw the rat on the table and say that's a problem. You don't see the Cowboys bringing in help for Parsons. You don't see the Steelers bringing in help for Watt. You don't see the Browns bringing in help for, for Garrett. Sorry about that, Will. I I think it might be something with our phones. Okay. I, I apologize, gotcha. guys. Yeah, no. Like point taken. I mean, it, that was for depth, though. I mean, if you have a chance to get better, I think you go out and do it. And yeah, it, they it did it with Randy nothing. Gregory and Chase Young, and it looked great in Jacksonville. I was like, it oh, did. my God, it's going to be sack central. And the run was with Armstead was going to be stout, but, Evan, all that right now is invisible. It wasn't on display Saturday is all that I'm saying. It's a concern for me moving forward, and if they win, the Super Bowl. That they need that kind of help is what you're saying. Yeah, well, Bosa – He's supposed to be the anchor. He shouldn't need any help. But we know that's not how it's done. You got to have some compliments, you know, to your defensive line. And good Lord, they brought in Gregory. They brought in Hargrave. You got Armstead. They brought in Chase Young. And now all of a sudden, we're going to blame Chase Young? I do think he's blaming himself out of a con- possible contract. Or oh, I, I don't think he was blaming Chase Young. I think he was pointing the finger at 97. Oh, I think whoa, he was saying, okay. well, if you bring in and help, that's an issue because it reflects poorly on Bosa, who did just get paid. He's the reigning okay. defensive player of the year. Why is he not giving you that kind of production? Right. Okay. And, I mean, people got up and down years, and let's say Nick Bosa is like he's not the best defensive player like he was last year. Let's say he's still top five, yeah. but I think people will say, "Well, how come you're not number one anymore? You just got paid. You know, we're paying you for what you're going to do in the future, not for what you did." And people are wondering where the sacks are at, and. <laughs> 
The number you love to bring up is number four. Yeah. Four straight games without a sack and, in the playoffs. Yeah, and we think about uh, the Mark Gastineaus and the, the Lyle Alzados and the Charles Haley's, the Fred Deans, uh, Michael Strahan, uh, Watt and Pittsburgh. When, like, what's our guy in Cleveland? I know they got Miles sent Garrett. home. Yeah, these are the stages to where uh, am I asking too much from a $120 million man to get to the quarterback. And I get you, Evan, and it's not just you with the pressures. I know it's nuanced, but damn, this is the fourth game he just had, and he ain't recorded a sack. And last year, there was no delay in getting to the facility. You know what I mean? So you played three games, Dallas, Seattle, and uh, Philly, and couldn't get home. I That, that is kind of just it's b- 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 mind-boggling. Yeah, to apologize to the callers here, definitely uh, something we're, yeah. we're working on right now, the clicking. Thanks for chiming in, Austin and San Jose. We always love hear, for, hearing from you. And uh sounds like Will and Pleasanton for the 925 is chiming. That's exactly what he was saying about Bosa. Stop okay. making excuses right. for Nick Bosa. He shouldn't need any help. He gets paid $120 million yeah. from the 510 on the Comcast business text line. I'm not here to count pockets, but I am here to say if you want to win the Super Bowl, probably would help if you're going to get a game-changing player to potentially make a game-changing play. There we go. I don't think that's asking too much. So Austin's point was, Evan, what? It wasn't about the Niners dressing in black. Like, that wasn't going to phase Detroit. No, and and that wasn't so much to me about instilling fear in the Lions, but it was just trying to extract a different mentality from the 49ers. Because, again, when we saw them in those funeral type of... Uh, you know, marches into opposing territory, or at Levi's. It it worked, yeah, and I know the Eagles aren't in the same league as the Lions are, certainly the last seven weeks in the season, good Good lord. Lord. Yeah, I still don't understand. And I don't think you'd put the Cowboys in there either. Uh, I think the Lions have shown themselves to be all season, and then through their first couple of playoff performances, they're the second best team left in the NFC. And they should be playing the 49ers for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Well, there you go. And we're going to, what, 3.30? Sunday night? 3.30. I mean, well, I'd, rather, I'd rather be playing the Lions than the, the Chiefs the Ravens. So. Boy, man. that and, and I know it's about the Niners. Evan, I can't wait for that game. Me too. I think that's going to be a heavyweight. And if Lamar, and I love you, you're MVP. But if you can't beat Patrick here, he, was, he will be Jordan to Lamar's Patrick Ewing, Carl Malone, Bark. It'll be the reason you didn't get over the top is Josh Allen. Is this dude in Kansas City was the man. Well, that's why I always felt bad for any AFC quarterback. And as a, Burrow beat him, though. Well, no, I'm say, I was just going to say going back to Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Like, if you're an AFC quarterback, wow. you had to beat probably <laughs> one of those Rivers? guys. Yeah. On the, oh, yeah. All right. Um, Appreciate that. I guess we're going to get to a, a break, and the crossover's coming up next. F.P. Santangelo alongside Dan Dibley. Got your Wilderness Dibs coming up next. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz with Daryl the Guru Johnson. Also a reminder that you can catch all four hours of Steinie and Guru on the free Odyssey app. You can go rewind, listen to a two-time Super Bowl champion and Daryl Pollard break this game down in the approach as a favorite, as an underdog in the NFC Championship, a multitude of ways. Also, you can watch us on YouTube and Twitch, powered by First North Credit Union. Finally, reminder that it is a Warriors Wednesday brought to you by Freeman's Appliance, a trusted name since 1922. Visit Freeman'sAppliance.com today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus Original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.